This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta. Online at AudiAugusta.com. Jim Axelrod is a correspondent for CBS News. Jim was in Augusta last week covering the Masters. Jim loves the game of golf. It's a pleasure. It really is a pleasure to welcome Jim Axelrod to the Augusta Golf Show for the very first time. Jim, how are you? John, thanks for having me. I am uh, a little, uh, compared to this time last week, when everything was about the anticipation of arriving at Augusta National, uh, I'm a little deflated because I'm back here uh, in New York City, which I love. Don't get me wrong. Love my home. Live out in New Jersey. Work in midtown Manhattan. But I got to tell you something. The last seven days have been just a little slice of heaven. I assume you were here because of Tiger? Yes, it was really interesting from a sort of news perspective. Um, I mean, we, CBS News always sends somebody uh, to the Masters, but generally the demand uh, expands and contracts according to the storyline. This was unlike anything I had ever seen or heard of in terms of covering a Masters as a news story, a separate footprint from CBS Sports. CBS News has different parameters for how much coverage we're going to give something. Once Tiger's sort of hero journey came into focus, this became a news story uh, that I think from even a general news consumer, they just couldn't get enough. Did you, and maybe you knew some of this going in, first of all, since Tiger was the story, did you get access to Tiger? And if you did not, how... How different is that for you as a correspondent covering a story? Well, we did. I mean, I was able to ask a question at a news conference, just like everybody else. I I got no more or less access uh, to Tiger than anybody else uh, other than people that were uh, covering it on the sports side. I mean, you know, he did interviews, obviously, um, uh, with specific sort of sports golf uh, broadcasters, I think, uh, if, if memory serves, he did some ESPN stuff. Uh, he certainly was in, under the tree and talking to reporters in general. Uh, I got him at a news conference and was able to ask a question that actually was a really nice exchange. Um, but, you know, look, it's, it's, you cover stories all the time where you don't get to one-on-one time with the principal. Um, and in this case, it, it, while certainly it was great to hear from him and we were able to use what he provided uh, in a news conference, um, setting afterwards, it was also a story that didn't require hearing specifically from him um, to be able to give people a sense of of what the sort of dramatic storyline was that w- that was unfolding. What did you What did you think of your first Masters? Uh, it was as everybody said. Until you're there, uh, you don't quite get an understanding. I mean, look, everybody you talk to says, oh, you're not going to believe the elevation changes. They're much more significant than how it appears on TV. Check. I mean, absolutely. Until you go to the sixth hole green and look across and see the sixth hole tee, but you have no sense of what that valley is like to walk from tee to green. In fact, prior to the tournament, I was like, how is Tiger going to navigate that? Um, 13, you know, 12... To see them, I mean, you know, you go to 12 and you're like, how did Freddie's ball hang up there in 92? Like, how how did that happen? Um, You know, so there had been, in some cases, 25, 30 years, I'd been wondering certain things. And now it's like, ah, it's even even more stunning when you get there. I think 
everybody has a favorite spot on the course. I think as you walk towards 13 green uh, and you look at Ray's Creek running in front and you realize what kind of history has unfolded there, to me, that was the beating heart of the course. 11 is such a crazy long, difficult hole. Uh, love 15, the, the, the 16, the theater at 16, and of course, like everybody else, you go behind and you see how did Tiger's chip, the, the famous Nike golf ball rolling into the cup. That whole thing um, was just amazing. I, I, you know, I've talked to Vern Lundquist over the years about the calls, his famous calls in your life, and, you know, yes, sir, and to be able to understand what was happening in terms of the drama that he was narrating, I'll tell you, it gives me a lot more respect for Vern's ability to capture the moment. Um, 18, the shoot. Uh, how does anybody under pressure get the ball through that shoot with everything, all the marbles riding on that drive? Uh, so there was just a number. I got to tell you, as a golf fan, the whole situation for the rest of my life of watching the Masters is significantly enhanced. I just hope I'm watching a number of them live <laughs> from now on. We're talking with Jim Axelrod from CBS News. How long have you been playing golf? Well, uh, I've had a club in my hands at various points, starting my grandfather, uh, who didn't live close to me, but I would go visit him, and, and he sort of put the club in my hands in, in my early teens. But that was just a couple of times. I'd say I played a handful of times till I went to college. Um, I went to Cornell University where Robert Trent Jones uh, was sort of pioneered the golf architecture major and actually designed the university course. Um, so they have a really nice course uh, at Cornell, but, you know, I, I can't say – I played a tremendous amount there, probably more than I should have, um, but not as much as I wanted to. Um, and then, you know, you're working and getting yourself established. So I really started to play um, a lot after I came back from covering a rock and thought, you know what, um, life's short. Uh, this is something you love to do that gives you a deep sense of not just pleasure, but relaxation. Uh, and I started to play uh, a lot, I'd say, about maybe 18, 15, 18 years ago. When you say a lot, how often is a lot? How often do you get to play? Well, uh, again, never as much as you want. Um, I play both weekend days, many weekends, and then I try to, I'm lucky enough to be able to hit balls a couple of times a week on my way into work. Um, but, you know, the life of a... Uh, of a CBS News correspondent is, is pretty demanding in terms of travel. Um, so, again, never as much as I'd like, but I stay connected to the game. Uh, I may go to our putting green and, and, and putt for 10 minutes, uh, 15 minutes, just because I can and because 15 minutes on a putting green um, is sometimes like three hours in a shrink's office, right? It's, <laughs> uh, a rem it's just a remarkable way to untangle the knots. And um, I've never left the parking lot in a worse mood than when I arrived, even even when I'm playing horribly. Do is do you have a group that you play with? I or? do. Okay, I do. I play with a bunch of guys um, uh, from all different sort of walks of life. There's some. Uh, there's a doctor. There's some investment people. Um, there's uh, all kinds of folks. Some retired folks. Um, but I also play. You know, with a, a contractor, I play with a guy who uh, 
has a business where they they pull up uh, when fires are uh, have, have ravaged a home and they clean that out. Um, the great thing about golf, as far as I'm concerned, uh, and you really get a feel when you say if you go if you're lucky enough to go to Scotland, and you, you know there's the plumber in his work boots at the end of the day. Uh, I think golf is healthiest and best enjoyed when you play with a variety of people from a variety of walks of life. Because I think if you love golf, it's the great unifier. And it it really doesn't matter what your background is. I, I think the, the critical sort of part to the game is that you're all on that first tee together. And then it's just the, the most wonderful way to um, get to enjoy not just this game, but other people from, from all walks of life. Any Any holes in one? I have not had a hole in one. Mm. Um, I won't bore you with the painful near misses. Yeah, we all got. Um, I got. I got one. We all got the painful near misses, Jim. Oh my goodness, John. I mean, my my goodness gracious. But you know, uh, I'm sure at some point. <laughs> I'm sure if I keep swinging, it'll happen. The the, the best thing that happened, I have one, and the best thing that happened to me, I had a buddy of mine when I said that I had one. All he said to me was, welcome to the club. Ah, that's nice. Uh, Yeah, that's a a club that I have enjoyed. Uh, At this point, I'm more concerned about winning the uh, reporter's lottery at Augusta National than I am about a hole-in-one. Best score. What's the best you've shot? Uh, I've shot a 75. All right, good for you. Best place you've played? That's tricky um, because I, while I have, you know, it's, it's tough to beat that walk at Pebble, six, seven, eight, nine, ten is tough. Um, you've teed off the first on the, you know, the old course in St. Andrews. Uh, that's tough to beat. Um, North Berwick is a favorite of mine. That whole the Muirfield day is probably the best day I've ever had uh, at a golf course. Old Head, in, incredible. Uh, love Kiowa. I mean, there's, you know, you, you go places if you're lucky enough. Um, check, 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 check. Like, you know, but but honestly, uh, you know, if I had one hole left to play in my life, it's the second hole of the third nine at the Montclair Golf Club in Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, last, where haven't you played? What's what's the number one place on your bucket list you haven't made it to? I just left there. Um, <laughs> you know, that that's why the... Uh, you know the the lottery uh, for reporters at Augusta National is going to. I have a feeling is going to become more elusive than the hole in one. Um, I haven't played Royal County Down either, um, which you know I would love to do, and and hopefully at some point in my life I'll be fortunate. I got to be honest with you. When I count blessings, and I'm very serious, deep like gratitude uh, in my life, the fact that I've been able to play as many wonderful golf courses is. Um, deeply meaningful to me, nothing I ever take for granted. Uh, I'll tell you, the, probably the most memorable, I played sand greens uh, in Kuwait at a golf course uh, while we were waiting to go into Iraq, and the training was done in Kuwait. Before we left uh, Kuwait City, there was a golf course with um, sand greens that were oiled, uh, and that was a you know literally playing in the middle of the desert. They gave you a little patch of AstroTurf to carry with you. And that's where you tee off from. You lay it down in the desert, you tee off, and you hit to these oiled sand greens. So that was kind of memorable as well. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting something. I will tell you, I think uh, the best trips, Bandon does an incredible job, and obviously um, 
so does Whistling Straits. Uh, just fantastic jobs of, of if you're playing multiple rounds with uh, a golf buddies trip. Those are you know really special, spectacular places to be. He is Jim Axelrod from CBS News. It was it was great fun to meet you last week, Jim. It was a pleasure. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. And that's a two-way street. I, I, I really enjoyed the chance to chat with you and spend some time. Uh, you know, you were, you were very kind in terms of welcoming an outsider in and, and oriented me so wonderfully. And I'm, I'm deeply appreciative of that.